Welcome back to the Family Finance Podcast. We are your host, Ben and Mike, and today we are wrapping up our series on marriage and finances with what I think is a really fun and important topic to talk about that, frankly, I've never heard anyone talk about. I've never heard anyone talk about this uh, on podcasts and YouTube, but it's how do you balance budget and lifestyle at the same time? Yeah, super important. I, I'm like you, Ben. I've never heard anybody talk about this. Um, I think people talk about budget all the time. Uh, I see podcasts pop up on this topic all the time. But I think what we're really talking about is how to create uh, your life and your budget and how they really link together because they really go hand in hand. Even if you don't budget every month, believe it or not, your money and your lifestyle interact every day with every right. transaction that you make. So uh, what we're going to be talking about really is the importance of uh, intentionality. Uh, intentionality creates options for you. So when you get really um, focused in on, you know, what do you want your life to be? You know, we always talk about things like, how do you want to create your life and, and et cetera. But yeah. there has to be a financial foundation behind the, you know, what is you, what do you want your life to look like? So uh, showing you how these interact today, I think is just going to be really helpful, especially if you're a younger person. And yeah. by younger, I mean under 50. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, if you're under 50, maybe you're still working, you know, how do you strike a balance between creating the life that you want and uh, creating the financial foundation to support that? So I think, you know, those go together pretty intricately. And I would argue that this even is going to be applicable for the person that's just entering retirement, too. Mm, okay. Right, because Great. you're, it's yeah. just a different stage of life, right? You could almost view it as as a different mm-hmm. job, a new job, right? So you have a new income, you have new priorities, you have new options. That's true. That so this is just as useful for somebody coming out of college, to, um, you know, the the classic family with a handful of kids to someone entering retirement. These principles, I think, will will kind of reign true for for all these groups of people and and it really hinges on this first piece of figuring out what your priorities are mm-hmm. right what are your priorities in life and this is going to shift and it's going to change i would probably argue every few years mm. uh as right. your life changes as mm-hmm. things change right my priorities now are significantly different than when i got married 6 years ago mm-hmm. right didn't have kids mm-hmm. six years ago, right? And so marriage was a priority then, mm-hmm. and it is now for me. Mm-hmm. But at that point, kids weren't a priority because we didn't have any kids, right? Right. And now we have two, and so now kids has you know they have moved up the rung and are right up there with marriage and sense of priorities. And everyone's different in this, right? Figuring out what your priorities are is super important. And I'll give you just a really practical example of what what one of our priorities is, is my wife and I, we love hosting people in our home, right? And so, you know, we've intentionally purchased a, a dining room table that can fit a few couples or another family or, or whatever it is so that we can host them, mm-hmm. right? And, and we intentionally build in extra buffer into our grocery budget because we know that if we host for, for some event, whether it be small group or we just host, you know, a couple for dinner, 
we're going to have to spend more on groceries when we do that. And so we kind of build our priorities into our budget. And so that's why where the priorities piece I think is so important is figure out what's important, right? Design your life, design it around your values and what really gives you life, what gives you joy Mm -hmm. and build that stuff into your budget. I think it's super important. Yeah. A hundred percent. I just love the idea of what do you want your life to look like? What is your, what do you want your family life to look like? And as you look forward, you know, just kind of talk about that first, I would say before you even have a money conversation, because you want to kind of create your dream, so to speak. Um, and then, and then go to your budget and map yeah. that out and see if it supports it. If it doesn't, then that's where you start to have those discussions of, right. well, maybe we can't go to Tahiti once a year for our two-week vacation. Yeah. You know, you have to make adjustments and say, well, maybe we'll go to Florida instead. So you start to make those adjustments. So I think it's uh, create your life first or what you want your life to look like and then create your budget to, uh, to support that. And this is going to differ again uh, across the stages of life, right? If you're a 20 something year old out of college with 200,000 in student loans, or let's say you just got out of med school and you've got 400,000 in student loans, mm-hmm. well, your options are probably going to be a little bit more limited in what you can prioritize mm-hmm. than, than the couple that um, maybe they don't have any loans, they don't have any debt, uh, and their managers are, are well expensed. And so this is going to kind of differ, but I think the importance of what we're saying here today is everybody has options. Mm-hmm. Some some people maybe have a little bit more limited options based on kind of where their financial picture is at, but mm-hmm. everybody has options. Right. And when you talk about debt, you can definitely still have a life while you're getting out of debt. You definitely can. Um, I don't think um, everybody needs to go on a beans and rice diet while they're trying to get out out of debt. I mean, you certainly can if you want to go in that like direction, that, you if, know. You, if you like that diet. Um, but by the same token, uh, maybe you just get more creative with uh, what kind of things you want to do, uh, what kind of activities or extracurriculars, et cetera, that you want to get into uh, while you're working your way out of debt. So um, that really leads into the whole idea of creating a budget. And I think whenever, I feel like we've talked about budget a lot, (laughs) but it's just something that's so foundational because when you set up your priorities and you say, you know, we want to go on vacation once a year, we want to save for our kids uh, college one day, we want to retire when we're 55, when you start to design your life, so to speak, uh, then your budget really uh, comes into play as, okay, now we have purpose behind why we're doing this. So uh, creating that purpose to the budget is is so important uh, because creating a budget, just for the sake of creating a budget, is really kind of boring. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, when you know why you're, you're taking the time each month to set a budget and then track it, it just really comes to life, so to speak. So uh, there are so many ways that you can create a budget. You can simply sit down, write down our household income per month is, let's say, $5,000. And our fixed expenses like our mortgage, maybe car payments, 
utilities, food, kind of those fixed expenses in life are $2,500. I'm not sure. I'm just kind of pulling some numbers out here. But you could keep it as basic as, therefore, we have $2,500 of discretionary spending, and you literally could just go to the bank and get $2,500 in cash, stick it in the um, drawer, and then just spend it as you go through the month. I mean, that really is a budget. It's kind of loose. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, but it but it would be a budget. The second way you could do this is just be more structured. You could um, there are so many spreadsheets out there that you could use. Uh, there are so many apps. Uh, we've talked about like YNAB. Uh, there are several others out there, but I know we use YNAB at our house uh, myself, and uh, uh, that works really well too. So uh, just again, create your life, and then create your budget to support it. And if you need to make adjustments on the lifestyle side or make adjustments on the budget side, uh, then you know, certainly do those things. So I always look at a budget or a spending plan as really something that creates freedom or it gives you the allowance to, to go do something, uh, especially when you're not struggling with debt as you work through this. So it gives you the freedom to say, I have set aside $300 this month for quote-unquote entertainment. Yep. Wonderful. Go spend $300 per month. Give yourself the permission to do that. Um, so this should not add stress to your life. Actually, it should create a sense of peace mm-hmm. and a sense of financial well-being and knowing that you're okay. So the last piece I want to talk about on the budget side is uh, the importance of uh, building in, um, I'll just say, splurges and vacations. So it's a okay for you to set aside uh, time to say, we want to go to Hawaii next year and it's going to cost us... I don't know. I like the $5,000 number. This <laughs> it's a good round number. Today. Yeah. So it's a good round number. So let's say your vacation to Hawaii next February is going to cost you $5,000. Then you'll need to set aside, what is it, about $450 a month or whatever. Yeah. So you'd set aside an amount in what we call a sinking fund every month. You basically just set it aside uh, so that it just uh, builds up in your savings. And it's always good to pay for vacations before you take them. So you don't ever want to bring uh, the payments for your vacation home from your vacation. So right. you want your vacation to end <laughs> and you want the spending from it to end. There you go. All, all at once or even beforehand. So um, as far as the next um, concept of building up savings, I wonder if you can touch on that. Yeah, I think really when, when we think about balancing budget and lifestyle, right, that's what this all kind of comes back to. It's kind of what this all hinges on. It's all about risk management, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Uh, if you are in a situation where you're worried about how to pay for, you know, the car breaking down or or the water heater breaking or you need a new roof on your house or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? You have this unexpected medical bill. There's a bunch of expenses that we don't necessarily ever foresee and we hope they never happen, but the reality of life is... Some of these things are going to happen. And so how do we manage that risk in a way that lets you enjoy life? And so that's the whole point of the emergency fund. That's the whole point that we build up a cash safety net on hand. And this is what this is the best analogy I've ever heard for this. This is your oxygen, right? Cash mm-hmm. is your oxygen. You've heard it the is. phrase you know, if a if a plane is going down, right, they're always going to say, put on your mask first before you help anybody else, because if you don't help yourself first, you have no way of helping other people. And, and this isn't 
a selfish thing. It's not like only look out for yourself. This is just a way of saying, hey, make sure you have your basic needs met so that you can go out and, and care and care for other people, help other people. And so having this emergency fund in place is going to be your oxygen. This is this money is not an investment. It's mm-hmm. not in, in the stock market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's in a high yield savings account. Maybe it's in you know a money market account that's easily accessible. That's you know relatively safe. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But really, this is just cash on hand, right? Cash is king, you know, on, on so many levels. And if you have, let's say, twenty thousand dollars in the bank, you are going to be feeling very good if some of these things pop up, right? Because the, you know, most emergencies that pop up are probably going to be less than $1,500, right? And so if you're just talking about taking 5% of your your emergency fund to pay for something that pops up, that's exactly why it's there, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Um, and so this is super important. This is something that grows over time. This is not, you don't mm-hmm. get to a full emergency fund overnight. And, and I will say too, that the amount is going to and should differ from person to person and from household to household, right? There's no set amount. The token recommendation in the industry, right, is three to six months of your kind of your base expenses. So if you spend $5,000 a month, let's say you have a very secure job and, you know, a fairly simple life, well, you know, $15,000 might be sufficient, mm. right? If you have a job where layoffs happen frequently, well, you might want to have closer to six months, mm-hmm. right? This hinges on a lot of different things. And, you know, for example, I, I work with, you know, a handful of sales professionals. And when you have a variable income and maybe you have an income threshold that, hey, you need to be making X amount each year, in that realm, for example, uh, you got to kind of prepare for, for the worst case scenario, even if best case happens. And so, you know, my typical recommendation for, for those people is, I would probably have closer to six to nine months of expenses. And so that that goes to say everyone's situation is different. And so don't just kind of take a token amount of money. Figure out how much your life costs, mm-hmm. right, which we've kind of explained here today. Figure out how much your life costs and kind of get to a point where you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with the amount that you have saved up that will be able to cover these expenses and at the end of the day, what's this going to do for you, right? Why do we do this? What's the purpose of this? The purpose of this is that so your budget can move on mm. continuously and you don't have to worry about these expenses that pop up. And what's that going to do? It's going to lead to less stress, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to worry as much about the financial management that you're having. And so this this key piece of risk management, I think, is, uh, I think is necessary for this equation that we're talking about today. Yeah, cash is a big deal, and um, whenever I talk to people about the idea of an emergency fund, uh, that money is not there for growth. I mean, honestly, I don't really even mind people having in their savings account making 0.1% interest. Um, Sometimes people get focused on the, it's not making anything, but remember, the emergency fund is there so that you sleep at night. Yeah. It is there so that you don't have the stress of of uh, having lack of money. It is there so that you can have financial peace, uh, as Dave Ramsey's promoted. But it is really something that is so important. And I would even go so far as to say 
if you want to have three to six months of uh, expenses, even if it's just to cover your four walls, like your yeah. mortgage, yep. food, clothing, transportation, yep. et cetera, even if it's just a basic fund like that, totally. and it also covers your deductibles like we talked about, uh, it, it, it'll help you sleep at night. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm coaching clients, I talk about what we call financial pain points. Having an emergency fund takes away your financial pain. It, it just really does. So we are really harped on that today, but it's so important. So uh, the last um, area I think we want to cover is really just uh, don't sweat the little things. Um, your budget, I can promise you, will never be perfect. Um, I know the math nerds in the audience um, <laughs> don't like to hear that, but just realize that uh, the purpose of a budget is really just a guide. It's it's there to help you live the life that you want to live. Um, so some some months you'll actually go over in a category, and some months you'll go uh, under in a category. But at the end of the day, it's it's there just to guide you, not to create perfection. So, and I think that piece is so important because the perfection piece is why I find so many people stop doing this after Mm -hmm. two or three months Yes, as it's like, well, I created this budget and it was at $6,000 and I went to $6,500 big deal every month. And it's like, well, if your income can support it, make your budget $6,500, right? Like maybe you need to change your budget, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's okay. That's fine. I mean, it should be a kind of a living, breathing, Mm -hmm. uh, thing that you have to, really just create the life that you want to have That's right it. and and it will change and it will fluctuate over time just as your life stages change and yep. so we want to encourage you that having a budget by no means mean means that you have to stop living your life that right. you have to stop exactly enjoying things and um, man we would just love for you to build it in so that you can know what's going to happen yeah I think in the area of budget uh, close enough is good enough. <laughs> <laughs>